0: Hello, and welcome to our Friday Zoom call, and welcome to episode 30 of Stew on This. I want to assure the people on the call that this is not the end of our Zoom careers, even though it's our last Friday call. In fact, stay tuned. Hillary and I are working on creating something called 10 Days to Your Heart. It's going to be a 10-day daily um, deal where I send out a writing and then a short video, uh, excuse me, a short audio and then some meditations, affirmations, and exercises to do during the day. So that's coming very soon. Um, Stay tuned for that. And again, welcome, welcome. So glad you've chosen to be with us for re-emergence. And that of course is about the fact that all of us are in varying stages of re-entry into the world. Yahoo! Uh, Some of you maybe are not quite there yet. Some of you may not be ready for that. Some of you have already experienced it and so I wanted to talk about some things that might be helpful at any stage of this re-entry into the world, especially I want to talk about things that maybe we have learned or discovered during this uh, time in our cocoons, during during this shelter time, that we want to make sure we bring out with us (coughs) into the world, not only for ourselves but for the world. Also, I wanted to talk about how we can deal with those things that perhaps we've unlearned during this time that we don't want to bring with us out into the world. Everybody nod if they know what I'm talking about. Good. And even if you didn't nod, I don't know what to do about it. So stay tuned. <laughs> so I have heard from many of you that you have had great realizations and great ahas and, and have come to realizations because of this incredibly unique and valuable perspective that we've had forced into doing things that many of us have been talking about doing for a long time. And I think that we've all learned something about what's important to us and maybe something about what's not so important to us. So I urge you (laughs) to maybe make a list. You know, I gave many of you an exercise at the beginning of this. To imagine that you created this situation and to tell me why in other words what did you hope to gain from this so now we can kind of do a retrospective and see what we have gained from this what we have learned what we have unlearned so we're pretty clear again on what we want to bring forward and what we don't want to bring forward I would ask you a question if you had the ability to answer so you cannot or use your thumbs Or whatever you want to use but have you noticed a slight at least decrease in your sense of urgency in your life (laughs) see and those of you who have heard me speak for many years know I've talked about this many times about uh, doing more of what's important in our life so there's less urgency in our life you you've had an experience of this to carry forward so I would strongly recommend you create a structure or a schedule, whatever you want to call it, I call it Bliscipline. Some framework that allows you to continue to do these things that are important and to spend time acknowledging and appreciating these things that are important if you want to continue to go through life with a little less urgency. I think one of the things I've discovered here is that, you know, I could take six weeks almost off and the world continues to spin. Wow, you know, it's like those of you who have been carrying the world on your shoulders your entire lives and have had a chance to put it down, everybody take a deep breath. (sighs) Kind of feels good to let that stuff off our shoulders. So, So let's continue that. Let's carry that forward. Let's create a strategy, a structure, a framework, whatever you want to call it, whatever works for you. I don't particularly like the word discipline. That's why I like blisscipline. I don't mind structure, you know, because I've discovered through life that the more I do structure my life around what's important, the more freedom I have to enjoy life and the less urgent everything seems. So that's a big one. Number two is similar. I think we have all gotten a little clearer on our values. Some of you have already told me you want to work less. (laughs) I think that's great so some of you have told me you want to move closer to your children some of you have told me you know some of you have told me some really cool things that I believe are very congruent with your values that again you've gotten a clearer picture of because of this so carry them forward and if you know what I actually have a few values to offer you if you're not clear on what I'm talking about and, and these come from Some of you have heard me talk about this before, too. There was a UK, what's called a a palliative nurse in the UK, which in the United States we call a hospice worker, somebody who's with people in their last days. This woman was a palliative nurse for years and years, so she was with people in their last 3 to 12 weeks of life, generally, and hundreds and hundreds of these people. And so she talked to a lot of them, obviously, if not all of them, and found out what the five most common regrets that people had in their last 3 to 12 weeks of life and I want you to listen to these because many of you have already told me you have discovered or rediscovered how important these are and I'm going to give them to you in descending order like David Letterman. <laughs> the fifth most common reason is I wish I had let myself be happier. It sounds kind of funny doesn't it? I wish. I had let myself be happier, and I know some of you have struggled with allowing yourselves to be happy about the fact that you are happy about this <laughs> lockdown, so that was good practice. really, really important one because it definitely indicates that happiness is a choice, and I think many of us have had to practice that so let's carry that forward let's allow ourselves to be happy let let's when we're happy be happy about it agreed it's okay it is okay because one of the things that i hope you were able to overcome if you were feeling guilty at all about being happy during this time is your guilt helps no one (laughs) your darkness helps no one your joy helps everyone that could be a good mantra okay The fourth most common regret among the dying is, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. How many of you have been a little more in touch with your friends during this time? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe we can actually hug our friends. (laughs) But in the meantime, we maybe have reestablished connections, have healed some things with some people. I mean, this is all super, super cool because... Again, the fourth most common regret of the elderly is not staying in touch with their friends. So, if we have rediscovered how important that is during this time, that's extremely valuable. Third most common I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. We're going to talk about that one later. <laughs> I'm struggling with that one myself. Second most common. You listening to this? Some of you have already are already there. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. <laughs> I, I, this is a side note. According to Bronnie Ware, that, that was the name of the person who did this, every male person that she interviewed who was dying said this. Every single one, and most of the women too. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. And I think we could expand that. In fact, that could be a whole talk in itself. I don't know if they were talking only about their jobs, though I think probably that was the main thing they were talking about. We work so hard at so many things <laughs> that perhaps are not the wisest use of uh, use of our energy and focus, like trying to manipulate the entire world to make it OK for us. We, we've had a great example of how futile that is <laughs> uh, right now. Right. And again, I refer you to Viktor Frankl's quote, when we can't change a situation, we are challenged to change what? ourselves Okay, so <laughs> let's stop working so hard at a lot of things that you know, I know you may not know the name, but you know the Greek myth, myth about the guy who rolled the boulder up the hill just to have it roll back down. Maybe we can look at the activities in our life and what we work so hard at that, you know, that we've been doing for years, maybe. And maybe we've gained some identification or some weird value out of pushing that boulder uphill, but it's going to end up at the bottom anyway. Why don't we just leave it there and work harder on some other things (laughs) that, you know, might reap more benefit in our life, okay? So that's second most. First, most common Actually, she says, by far, the most common regret of the elderly is I wish, excuse me, the dying is I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. I found it pretty interesting that that was the most common regret. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. If you have not done a core values card with me, Please write to me, and I'll run you through the exercise. Anybody who's been to chiropractic from the heart has done this. Anybody who's coached with me has done this. To me, living a life true to myself is all about living a life based on my values. And again, we've had a really beautiful opportunity to get clearer on those. It's time to live them. (laughs) It's time to live them, and it can really help us with some of the difficult choices we're going to have along the way. So if you need any help with the exercise or with working with your card, you know where to find me, all right? That's the deal? Yes? Okay. So the next thing is, how can we deal with those things we've let go of during this time when they invariably show up again? And I'm going to repeat that question. How are we going to deal with those things that we have let go of and unlearned when they invariably show up again? The first part of that is to know they will. <laughs> you can expect it and you can prepare for it. It's like Byron Katie says, make hors d'oeuvres. It's, it's those uninvited surprise guests that throw us off and knock us off our car. Okay? It's going to happen. So here's, I got three suggestions for you. Number one, when you realize you're entertaining a thought pattern or a belief or a worry or whatever that you've already let go of, like like for instance, I need to work hard. For instance, I should do something because I would disappoint anybody if I didn't or whatever, okay? Are you with me? That's That's something I hope you let go of. So when it shows up again, the first thing I do is go like this. I pretend there's a little mosquito on my arm and I don't kill anything. So I just very gently flick it off my arm and I have this whole visual about, okay, I just, I've already gotten rid of this. <laughs> I've already let, I've already said goodbye to this. I've already thanked it and let it go. And I'm just gonna, you know, just, just do this little ceremonial thing to remind myself that I have, okay? At the same time, I may say to myself, I've already let this go. And then I'm gonna take a deep breath and I'm going to bring back the feeling of how free I felt when I let this go. And I don't, I don't know how many things I said I had to, re, to suggest here, but that's pretty much it. Then I'm going to really relish in that feeling of freedom. I'm going to take time to acknowledge and appreciate that feeling of freedom. And I may have to do it again in five minutes. But I have a feeling if we're diligent about doing this the space between the times we need to do it will get bigger okay the last thing I want to talk about is the fact that I have this crazy idea and I know not everybody on here is a chiropractor but I think the principles apply I have a feeling that the healing of the earth and the healing of the fear is going to start in chiropractic offices it's maybe a crazy idea but i can back it up first of all i don't think there's many places that people are going to go to right now where they're going to interact with people with different opinions in a space of love and light and acceptance and okay withness that's a new word okay withness you got it and i think when people are exposed to other people in that kind of energy it's going to help them overcome their fear a lot better I want to put a, out a statement here I think that a lot of people are still not quite sure I think a lot of people are still not so set in their opinions as as one trip to Facebook might indicate otherwise <laughs> I the people I know who have opened People have come in so grateful they are not so freaked out about masks and stuff as people were worried about there they are they are there's a whole group of people who are not so polarized who are just maybe needing a little help getting back to this level of uh, love and and oneness and fear that they- be- and excuse me lack of fear that they believe they're they're having trouble getting. To what they believe just like many of us have through this time so I think the more we can be open and accepting and understand please if there's a sixth regret of the dying it might be that I chose to judge people only based on their opinions <laughs> I think if there's something we can learn here is there's a lot more to people in their opinions. And their opinions are based on 10,000. In fact, their opinions are based on everything that's ever happened to them and every exposure and every choice they've made up to this point in their life, just like our opinions. And other than that opinion, you and that person might be exactly the same. In fact, this is a great time to remember just like me. And if I was raised in a different way, if I had different exposures in life and different input and different parents and lived in different contexts, I might have the same exact opinion as them. Yes or yes. So our ability to to stay open to that and to keep our hearts open and to be compassionate of everybody and not to be judging their level of fear and their opinions that stem from that are going to go a long way to the healing of this planet. That's a big one. And then I want to go back to the one that said, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. Speak your truth. But please speak your truth with love and speak your truth when people ask you for it. (laughs) You know, a lot of people are going to come into you and they're going to want guidance. They're going to ask you, like, what what do you think about all this? They're going to ask you, like, how do we how do we overcome a lot of this stuff? How do we get over our fear? And you know, they don't want to hear your polarized opinion. They want to hear what works. So, you know, look for opportunities to share your truth because they'll be there. People, again, are not as set in their opinions as it might seem. How could they be? It changes every three times a day. You know, the uncertainty continues. And our certainty, our level of certainty, and certainly our level of compassion and openness can really, really help people find theirs. So, the last thing is... Stay connected with each other. Stay stay strong. Share your feelings in safe ways. Share, share your feelings with people who would understand or at least be a safe ear for your feelings. Ask for help. Offer help. Let's remember that the, the worst thing about all this is thinking we're alone. Now we're never alone. So, as I've said every week on this, reach out to, m- to us. Reach out to each other. Let's do on that. I believe I may have forgotten to hit the record button to begin with, but Hillary will be, <laughs> Hillary will be right with you. Oh, here she is. I love you all. Stay tuned for our next uh, evolution in Zoom land. Thank you again for being with us every week. Have a beautiful meditation. I love you all.